0: It is really nice when you can connect with people that are in the same life stage, that just get it, that don't feel like they have to try to create something to make you feel more comfortable. They're just like, no, we're in the same space. We're here together.
1: Welcome to the Women Rewriting the Rules podcast, a production by Gush Living.
0: I'm your host, Sumi. And I'm your host, Ashley. And this is where modern women gather to navigate our way through the maze of personal, financial, and emotional challenges, create confidence in our independence, take control of our finances,
1: and achieve ambitious goals, all while loving the life we're currently living.
0: But before we get into the content for today, we want to share something really exciting with you.
1: We are offering a really fun incentive for our day ones, our founding listeners, to help us get this content into the ears of other women who could benefit from it. So if you love this content and you show us your love, we want to pamper you by offering you our very first giveaway, which is a spa
0: day at the Four Seasons Hotel. So if you want a chance to win, there are just three simple steps you can take to get entered first things first, go ahead and follow this podcast on your podcast app of choice. Next, you're going to write us a short review with a five-star rating. And third, go ahead and share your review on your IG story and tag us at Gush Living. It's really that easy. And once you tag us,
1: we'll pick one lucky winner on January 1st. So get your reviews and shares in now. Let's start the show.
0: So the holidays are upon us, sleigh bells are ringing, mistletoes jingling, (laughs) and lots of folks are getting cozy in front of the fire Mm. with their honey, enjoying a hot cup of cocoa, maybe on a bearskin rug. Ooh, I love that image. Who knows? Um, But not me, because I'm single. So Mm -hmm. when you're single during the holidays... Sometimes that sense of excitement for togetherness, being with your partner, um, being with loved ones, it can feel a little bit different. I know it does to me. I don't know about you. A hundred percent. I think that was such a good contrast
1: you just painted. And I think that's a um, real feeling that a lot of single people, um, single women, single men, too, according to our research, um,
0: fall prey to. Absolutely. So eHarmony, famed dating site, it's been around forever, one of the OGs, they did a study of a little over 4,000 people and they found that 71% of men admitted to feeling some sense of sadness or responsibility to have a partner specifically during the holidays which is interesting because the contrast with of that was only 58% of women. Wait,
1: that's really interesting. Reported
0: feeling the same way. And I think it's because, this is just my feeling, women tend to have like richer communities in general and friend groups and maybe, you know, places where they're in into some form of community and I think if you have any community it makes it easier to get through the holidays when you don't have a significant other um, and so if you don't have that I think that makes it really really it really easy. hits
1: you hard yeah You're like wait a minute I have no one
0: yeah to talk
1: to and have real connections with For but- men feel that way You know, I remember, I mean, that feeling, though, of sitting there and feeling sad is so relatable to me. I spent, I would say, most, maybe half of my 30s feeling really lonely during the holiday season because I was one, at the time, all of my friends, I felt, had moved on and had married and had kids and had their own, you know, families and lives— my sisters were the same. And, and some, your sisters
0: all have kids, right? My sisters all have kids. Okay.
1: Um, and suddenly it was just me by myself, like, knocking around my house alone. And I remember even th- small things like going and getting a Christmas tree. I was like, oh, I'm going to go do that by myself. Um, dragging in a Christmas tree and putting decorating the Christmas tree by myself. And I thought at the time I was living in... Virginia. I was living in Northern Virginia, and I thought that, you know, the solution would be finding a partner, and I, had, I remember having this goal of, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this happen for myself, just like I had, like, I had made happen all of my career goals. Gonna, like, you're going to make a man happen? Like, I'm going to make a man happen, and so I was like, I'm going to do uh, two dates a week
0: until I, like, meet my man, right? Okay, I'm exhausted just hearing <laughs>
1: And so I remember this was my strategy, and I was I was in this really, like, you know, really honestly, like, a masculine, make it happen kind of a mind mindset. And one December night, this was probably 20, maybe it was, like, it was a while ago, 2014, 2015. I'm okay. driving home from a drink with a guy who I had dated previously and I was reconnecting with, hoping to...
0: You know, have a second chance with it. Have a little Christmas spark.
1: And I remember driving home after that drink, finding out that he had moved on with somebody else. And I, it just was, you know, it was one of those, I was not in a, I was, you're already feeling lonely from the holidays. You have these high hopes and these high hopes are dashed and you're driving home alone in the dark. And you plug in, you know, I remember walking into my cold house and plugging in my Christmas tree lights that I had strung up myself and i plopped down there on the floor just like looking around me for for a few minutes and i started to realize you know what not feeling lonely over the holidays is cannot be dependent on me finding a partner yeah and there are so many better ways to make myself feel more fulfilled more enriched more connected more joyous during this time than like desperately
0: trying to make my man happen. Well, and also you have to realize or remember that like in trying to make a man happen, <laughs> girl, what quality of man did you think you were oh, gonna find? No, I still, well, I still had a high bar. Okay. Cause I I know a lot of people that are like, I'm gonna make it happen and I can't be by myself. During the holidays, and then you meet the person that they found, so that they're not by themselves. Oh. And I'm like, you would be so much better off by yourself oh, than you that. are. A hundred percent. A hundred percent.
1: Yeah. No, I was a little bit different. I I still had a high bar, but I was like frantically trying to make it happen. And I think the key was the key thing that I figured out was I was unable to make myself happy before that. And so the transformation that I went through personally was. Well, regardless of who I have in my life, what partner I have in my life, or who I don't have in my life, like, I've got to be able to have a rich community and connection and ways to ways to enjoy the holiday season regardless. Absolutely. And I, I, want, I want to share some of those, like, shifts that I made in my life, and um, in the hopes that if you're listening and you're feeling the same way, um, which apparently
0: 51% of women are, <laughs>
1: That it'll help you guys too.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love that. So, what would you say are some of the things that you were able to shift that made it easier for you to start feeling like a little less lonely during the holidays <laughs> and a little more tapped into community? Yeah.
1: Well, I think you know what you said it like that twenty that twenty percent differential between men and women. Like those you know what they're doing <laughs> um, because that you know I think we. Can create, so I, I think I started to r- realize that I had actually no friends that I was connected to at the time that were mm-hmm. at my stage of life. So one of the big changes that I made was I, you know, especially since I moved out to California and even before that, I made it like a big intentional effort in my life to actually create friendships Like you and I connected and I'm like so grateful for our friendship. And it was one of those things where I'm like, these are the type of connections and depth of relationship that is so important to create. And you got to find people that are in the similar life stage as you, because you can get along with like a whole lot of people. And I have a great friends who are married with kids and, but you don't have the same. It's not, if you're not in the same life stage, it's really hard to, um, You know, it's really hard to get that time spent together and get that depth of conversation because their minds are on something else.
0: Oh, yeah. And their expectations are, like, I have married friends that have kids. I love them. They have a very specific family dynamic that they're living in. Right. And a lot of times to introduce a single person into that dynamic, it's almost like they either— pity you or they like don't know what to do with you and they don't know (laughs) sort of and then they're like trying to introduce you to like some weirdo you know like some (laughs) weirdo friend who's a friend of a friend of a friend (laughs) who's also single and they're like well you're both like the same age and you're single and so you should be together and it's like yeah like it is really nice when you can connect with people that are in the same life stage that just get it that don't feel like they have to try to create something to make you feel more comfortable they're just like no we're in the same space we're here together and I do think that it 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 changes when you're so
1: you know when we were in our 20s everybody was getting married and then you kind of have to go through this growth phase where you know it's like growing pains where like you're like Uh okay wait now all of my old circles are like married with kids now I'm in this like great unknown. And it's like, you got to actually go out there and make friends again and connect with people that are, have a similar life and lifestyle as you. So that was a huge thing that um, has started to change in my life and change my whole feeling of connectedness out here in LA. I have so many good friendships and, you know, the idea even during that great unknown time of me like hosting a like Friendsgiving, for example, or something like that. I was like, well, who am I going to invite over? All my married friends and their kids? Like, that just wasn't going to... It just didn't seem right. It doesn't sound know? right. Yeah. And so, like, the theme of what I'm trying to say is, like, it may sound cheesy to be like, you could go make friends, like, because you feel like that should just happen naturally. But, you know, when when your friends are, you know, you've met them in college or you met them at your, you know, early job or, like, when your first friend group has moved on, you have to be intentional about creating connections
0: where you are now. Absolutely. I love that. Um, Is there anything else you would say that you've done?
1: Yeah. So that was my first thing. Let's see. What else have I done? So I talked about this in an earlier episode, too, but I started to realize that... um, you know, you can, actually, you can actually take on, just like you take on leadership roles at work, you can take on leadership roles in your personal and private life. Like, you can think about, which you, I think, have a different take on this because you may have been doing more of this before. Um, I never really did much of that. And so what I started to realize was for me personally, I could start to host gatherings and invite people and be – the connector, instead of waiting on an invitation. Okay. Um, and that mindset shift has been subtle but huge because you start to realize that most people are not most people are not the person that's going to put themselves out there and initiate a gathering, or you know, because you're in a, you're in new situations. Like for example, I moved to LA and I joined a new gym and. I, in the past, wouldn't have been the one to initiate anything with people at the gym. Um, but this time I noticed, like, oh, there's, there's a few people that I think we would get along. And so I actually, like, had to say, like, hey, do y'all want to go get brunch after the workout on Sunday? And, you know, slowly start you developing these friendships by making the effort myself. Um, and so that has been another shift in terms of, like, looking at myself as, like, yeah, I can
0: be the leader of my own social life. Yeah, like you can, you can be the master Friendsgiving host. Yeah, and it, you know, it feels so good too because then you're like, hey,
1: everybody, oh, everybody does want to hang out with me. <laughs> <laughs> of course they do,
0: obviously.
1: <laughs> you know, but when you're not used to that role, it's like a shocker.
0: Yeah. No, I get that. I totally get that. I mean, I would say my experience is slightly different. All so. right, tell us about yours. I never really felt alone during the holidays because I have, like, a small immediate family. It was just me, my mom, my grandparents, and then, like, a much larger extended family. So tons of, like, second cousins, third cousins, but everyone is just cousin or aunt or uncle. Like, I didn't even realize that a second cousin was a thing until I think maybe I was, like, 25. I was ah. like, oh, everyone's not just Cousin, cousin, you know. Um, So I had a really big extended family. And so for me, like every holiday season was going to the area that my extended family lives in, going to one of the family members' houses. There would always be someone who would cook a big, massive meal. And so we would just spend the day like hanging out, eating, eating playing games. And then that night, like some of the younger cousins that were in the same age group as me would all go to the movies. Mm -hmm. And so I was very used to like, that's my holiday Mm -hmm. and it's fun. And I know I'm going to be surrounded by family. I'm going to eat multiple plates of really good food. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was just always my experience. And then as I got older and, you know, started moving a bit because I lived in Texas, born and raised in Texas. I spent most of my life in Texas. When I first moved away, I'd moved to Georgia. And I was like, dang, I'm about two flights, mm-hmm. like, a month apart, you know, to go home yeah. for the holidays. I was like, okay, then, like... A year or so after that, I had friends. So you started going twice,
1: Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas. Okay. So I would
0: I would fly home for Thanksgiving and then fly home for Christmas. And then the year after that, I think I had, like, a couple of friends that were, like, oh, like, you know, you should come down to, like, Austin and visit us in Austin. And, like, we would love to see you. And then friends started having kids. And, you know, like, life yeah. just starts to happen and it starts to evolve. And then I got to this point where I'm like, okay, it's the holiday season and I am buying a flight home to rent a car, to drive to Fort Worth area, to drive to Austin, to drive to East Texas within like a very small frame of days. And so I actually started to dread and I hate to say it, I started to like dread a little bit the holiday season, because for me, it meant going to be with people, but I was the one who was doing all of the work to make seeing everyone happen because I was the single girl that didn't have kids and usually had like a more flexible schedule with work and all of that. So when COVID happened, I didn't go home for the holidays at all. Um, and then I was like, oh, actually, that was ooh, kind of fun. Kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I love my family. I want to see them. But I'm like, "Well, for this Thanksgiving, I actually don't feel I'm not in my head or having to do a lot of planning for how I'm going to spend my time and how I'm going to see people. And that feels really nice. And so I'll just make a bunch of phone calls and send out some Thanksgiving greeting cards or Christmas oh wait, greeting cards. You, did, and you do that? I try to do that. I'm not as consistent as mm-hmm. I should be. Like that's my pitfall. Um, but I was like, yeah, I can want to be, I guess. Exactly. Um, yeah. There's that word should. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was like, I can still be connected with my peeps, let them know that I love them and I care about them without completely draining myself over the span of a couple of days. It's so funny that we have such opposite mental.
1: Like, I literally have zero pressure from anybody in my life to, to come see them. Like, if I were to just be like, oh, yeah, I'm doing Thanksgiving in the Cayman Islands and Christmas in Bali, like, literally, I would have no one in my life that would complain.
0: Wow. I definitely would have had people in my life that, <laughs>
1: that but would, would have complained. That. Like, I think that also added to my feeling of loneliness.
0: I have always sort of operated my life under a certain amount of obligation mm-hmm. where there may be things that you want to do, but what about the other people in your life? And what are their needs? And what's going to make them feel good or make them feel bad? And taking all of that into consideration for the longest was the absolute biggest driver in my life. And then getting to my late thirties, I'm like, "Mm, actually, I think it's time for me to put me first. Like I saw this video with Issa Rae and she's like, it's me season. And I was like, yes, it's me season. Like it's time for me to just, do what feels good to me. So now, like most years, I'll stay in LA for Thanksgiving, um, enjoy my time by myself, and just relax and catch up on the things I need to catch up on. And then for Christmas, I normally now just, like, go home for multiple weeks. So I'll go to Texas for, like, two to three weeks. That's great. Because... I want to make sure that, yeah, like, there's so many people to see. I want to make sure, like, no one feels slighted. um, And that's how I've been able to really balance it. So
1: when you're by yourself, what are your strategies for not feeling lonely?
0: Yeah, I mean, there are so many different ways to plug into community. Like, even if you don't have a ton of friends, even if you don't have a big community, you can find communities that already exist and tap into those to feel some sense of togetherness and just not being by yourself for the holidays. So one of my favorite things to do is to volunteer. So finding places where they're serving a holiday meal and they need people to come help support that. Like, how can you feel lonely when you're in a room beaming with gratitude from people that are just happy to have a piece of turkey and a scoop of mashed potatoes with some gravy, hopefully. Um, It's really, really hard to feel like you're by yourself when you're just around people who are doing good, with good vibes, wanting to make the world a better place, wanting to provide a little bit of comfort on that specific day for that specific moment. Even if it's temporary, um, it's still a really powerful Feeling
1: to it's to tap into. Best, I think whenever like my favorite quote is like whenever you're feeling helpless,
0: go help somebody else. Absolutely, and so I think for the holidays, that is a hundred percent one of the best things that you can do. It's just where can you tap in? Where can you volunteer? And there are. Numbers of organizations that are like larger chain organizations, like the Red Cross is normally doing something. Um, there's an organization called Meals on Wheels. They normally have some form of holiday dinner that they're doing or even, and I used to do this with my grandma as a little girl, you can sign up to be a driver to go drop meals off to the elderly in the shut-in. So I try to do that. There's also things... Do you do that every year? I that every year. Yeah. I do that every year. And then, um, I also will try to find a local organization that has an angel tree. Um, so, you know, angel tree kids are kids that just need like a little bit of brightness in their life. And it's crazy. People don't realize that like when you're rooted into the system where you're getting help from the government or getting um, help from different organizations, there's normally a very long process that you're going through to prove that you're in need, to prove that you have a low income, to prove that you qualify to be getting this support. And people forget about the folks that fall into the fray where it's like, especially in the times that we're in right now, so many companies are laying people off. I haven't been laid off, but recently I've been in the mix of an organization that just had a massive layoff and all of the stress that that causes. And let's say you have kids and you get laid off right before the holidays. You don't have enough time to qualify for all of these larger programs. And so angel trees are a really good way for people who are in need in that moment. Maybe it's temporary to just have a little bit of levity in their life and have a little bit of support. So I think that's a really great way to tap into community as well. And if if you've never done an angel tree, it's actually like a really fulfilling experience because you get your angel you look at what they say they want or what they need. You go shopping. You buy that. And then you actually get to take it to them in their home and drop it off and see the kids' reaction.
1: I've never done that. It's,
0: it's like a pretty that awesome feeling. feeling. Yeah. It's, it's really amazing. Um, that must, must have been what uh, Ted Lasso did. It's
1: season <laughs> two. I haven't finished it, but I do remember them <laughs> dropping off gifts at kids' houses.
0: Probably something <laughs> like that. I haven't seen it at all. Um, but yeah, so love doing that. And then also I would say, this is going to sound slightly counter, but living in an area that's slightly touristy, Santa Monica and LA are still so sleepy. Like they're so sleepy on actual holiday days. And so even though there are a lot of things that will be shut down, if you've ever wanted to be a tourist in your own city to just like go see the sites, check out the architecture, go to the parks, like go enjoy the city naturally for what it is. A holiday day is the absolute best Best time time to to do do that. that. Yeah. Like I love like taking walks on the beach and to get up on Thanksgiving morning and walk down to the Santa Monica Pier. There's no one there. Like, you literally have have it to yourself to just enjoy and explore and take in, like, all this street art and the smells. And, yeah, it's just I love exploring during the holidays or taking, like, a little trip. Like, maybe there's... um a really cool like national monument or national park which here where we live there's so many different national parks again like the holidays are a good time maybe not to go officially because some things may be shut down but just to go and enjoy the space and enjoy what is open when you're really not going to have a whole lot of competition getting around
1: I love that okay so it seems like To summarize what both Ashley and I have talked about, if you're stuck in the mindset like I was, which was, you know, I hate to say it, but it was sort of a victim mindset of, oh, I'm single and I don't have a partner, so I'm going to feel sorry for myself. (laughs) If you're stuck in that, like, take it from us. It's really, there's so much that you can do to make this season joyous and and to feel connected and to feel the spirit of this season. If you take it upon yourself to put a little effort in and, and make this holiday the way you want it.
0: Thank you so much for listening to today's show. And don't forget, we still have that really amazing incentive for anyone who's listening to this podcast right now, who is looking for a community with other like-minded women. We want to pamper you. And that's why you have an opportunity to win a spa day at the Four Seasons. So how do you get entered in? Three
1: easy steps. First... Make sure you're following this podcast on your podcast app. Press that little follow button. Then write us a short review with a five-star rating. It really helps get the word out to other women who need this content. And then third, share that review. Share your review with us on your Instagram
0: story, but be sure to tag us. It's at Gush Living. We'll pick one lucky winner on January 1st. So go ahead and get entered right now. And we'll see you next time.